Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus. Amen. Our text for this morning is recorded in Paul's letter to the Romans. We read from chapter 10. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We pray. These are your words, dear Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Uh, this text I read really makes me think of this guy I know. He is just one of those guys you feel like was just born into this world to be able to talk to others about Jesus. He just always was like, seemed like he was at the right place at the right time to tell someone about his Savior. And even more, he seemed to always have the perfect thing to say, the perfect answers to questions. And, you know, if you were in a room full of people talking about evangelism, about how to bring the message of Jesus to, to people who don't yet know him or believe him, if you were in a room with people talking about evangelism and talking about the need for it to bring that out, almost everyone in that room would instantly think of this guy. That is just how legendary his reputation was. And... Hopefully this wouldn't embarrass him too much for me to name him right now, but I'm going to let you know this, this legendary person. His name is somebody else. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there. Uh, you know, when we have opportunities to tell other people about Jesus, it's so easy to think, well, somebody else, somebody else is going to do it. And our lesson for today, I hope, helps us kind of reconsider that attitude that's so easy to have and to realize that each of us can be that somebody else to the people around us. Our lesson puts things so simple and straightforwardly when it says things like faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It also says, how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? I mean, it, it, it can scarcely be simpler uh, he, he, that hearing is needed, the word is needed, uh, and yet we obviously so easily complicate things, so much so that we want to kind of shove things off to a mythical somebody else. And I think there are different reasons that we kind of do that. And one is sometimes we don't want to take seriously everything God's word says about how faith is necessary. And it's, it's there. Faith is necessary for salvation, for heaven, for everything, uh, you know, good gift from God um, spiritually. And so we should think, hey, this is something important, something worth sharing. And yet it's easy to think, well, that's important enough for somebody else to worry about it. But I mean, if you're like spun out your car on our beautiful icy roads in Minnesota 
and you're injured and, and maybe even dying, I mean, how many people do you want to have drive past you thinking somebody else is going to, you know, check on this guy? In ballparking, it, it'd probably be closer to zero. And yet, how often don't we just think, well, someone else, someone else can talk to this person about Jesus? Sometimes we think that this magical somebody else is going to have better, more perfect, more magical words to say than we're going to say to someone. We're maybe not confident and think, well, you know, I don't know, somebody else is going to do a better job of this. Well, isn't it interesting that the text doesn't say, like, faith comes by hearing from someone who's really, really great at talking to people, who's a great conversationist, who's a life of the party, who is, you know, just going to have the perfect words. To, it actually sets the bar really, really low. Uh, faith comes by hearing, and that's really good. It's not like here's seven steps you have to jump through and do perfectly. It sets the bar low, and it's a great comfort for us because it reminds us how it's really the Holy Spirit that has to work faith in people's hearts, and we're, we're just the messengers. It's not even up to the person we're talking to because God has to work faith in that person's heart. And so we are really misunderstanding a great deal of things when we think, well, uh, someone else is going to have more perfect words to say, uh, you know, as if the Holy Spirit's only going to be, you know, working part-time if I'm the one talking. Um, thankfully, that's not how it is, but we often want to push things off to, again, this, this mythical somebody else. And I think one other reason things are a problem for us is sometimes we do reverse evangelism, so to speak. And what I mean is, like, if we take the evangelistic task seriously, we'd think, well, if I want to share the message of Christ with this person, I probably should treat them pretty well and be nice to them and not belittle them or their beliefs or be harsh with them or things like that. And, and yet, often that's what comes easiest for us to do when we have opportunities to talk to people. Sometimes we've poisoned the well already by just maybe not always being kind or nice to people. And sometimes when we do talk to people, instead of telling them God's word, we are too busy belittling or saying hurtful things or mocking different viewpoints. Now obviously, you know, if, if the Bible said faith comes by belittling and mocking people, we would have a great deal more Christians. But, uh, you know, we have a problem with that. We, we do reverse evangelism by, by poisoning that well, so to speak. I think we do it almost, you know, well, I don't know, because we think somebody else is going to do it, so I can maybe get away with being not so kind to this person. On the plus side, and Jesus could have left us in our sin and our guilt and said, well, somebody else can take care of it, even though Nobody else would be able to since we couldn't, no one could be sinless and, and perfect and true God and true man like, quite like he could, um, of course. But uh, he didn't think that. He, he, he was that somebody else to each and every one of us. He stepped up to the plate. And every time we read in the Gospels how he had the perfect words to say to people, every time we realize how kind he was to people, how he reached and wanted to bring those lost uh, people uh, the comfort of salvation, every time we see that and see him doing that perfectly, it's a great comfort for us too because it reminds us that he did this perfection, this perfect life to cover over those mistakes that we've done. Yeah, we haven't always stepped up to the plate like we should. 
And it's a great comfort that Jesus did because he has been that, that perfect savior for each and every one of us. And what a great comfort it is that the, the, the sin, the guilt, the things we've done wrong, the harsh words, the, the belittling, the bullying, all of those things that we might have done wrong to those people around us, all that poisoning the well, is gone and forgiven on Jesus on the cross. He took it all on himself and took the wrath that we had coming to ourselves so that our sin, our guilt, everything wrong could be on him instead of us. And then with his death, taking our sins away, he also rose again, uh, victorious to show you know, what is this gospel message that's such a great joy to bring to people. It's the message that we have death conquered thanks to Christ's work. We have eternal life in heaven thanks to what he's done. And so he brings us this great comfort first. He is that somebody else for each and every one of us. And it's all for free, all by his gift. And I think it's helpful to bear that in mind when we think about speaking about uh, Christ and the gospel to other people. You know, what is the message we're really trying to bring people? Ultimately, it should be a great and comforting, consoling message that we ourselves have first been comforted with. And so our lesson puts it this way even. Um, it says, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. And how beautiful are the feet. Feet aren't normally very beautiful, but uh, notice how much it emphasizes um, the beauty of it, the comfort that we bring, that, that, that bringing this message is the ultimate pedicure, I guess. And it is something that uh, we bring to people because we first have been comforted by that message of Christ and his work for us. And with this lesson, and, and it's speaking about faith coming by hearing, I think it helps us to realize as well that when we, when we have opportunities around us, that God has put uh, people in our lives that, you know, you have your circle of friends, you have people that you know and talk to, and those are great opportunities uh, to share Christ with people. And we don't all have that same group of people. And so we can see our, our specific friends and those people around us as our personal, unique opportunities. In other words, that's to say that I can't just waltz up to your friends and be like, hey, want to come to chapel? And it'll be really awesome. And hey, let me talk to you about Jesus. That would be really super awkward because I don't know those people and they're probably going to be scared off and not listen to me. But you do know those people. You do have those friends. You do have those acquaintances, the people around you. And so they are your unique people that you can talk to. And, and we each have that uh, opportunities that God has put in our lives to, to share that message with people. And we also have comfort in knowing that, no, the text doesn't say you have to be the most eloquent, the greatest conversationalist. And you know, I'm speaking hypothetically because maybe you are very, very eloquent, but some of us aren't, and so it's a great comfort that um, faith comes by hearing, and that is such a simple, simple thing for us. It's the Holy Spirit working. And so we all have unique opportunities to talk to people. We don't have to be the greatest of all human time to talk to people about Jesus. We remember that it's the Holy Spirit who's the one who, who ultimately uh, works faith. And what a joy it is that he's shared this important work with us, too, and doesn't just leave us by the sidelines. So you know, with the simplicity of our lesson, we've seen, yeah, faith, faith comes by hearing. It is challenging to you know, not put that off to somebody else. 
Today, hopefully, as we've seen the simplicity of the, the hearing the word um, for faith, that we take to heart that we can each be a somebody else to the somebody else's that God has put uh, in our lives. And we're motivated not because we have to and um, complete our salvation by doing a bunch of good works, but we, we're motivated because Christ has already done everything for us. He's already conquered death. He's already given us heaven. We have nothing to complete for that. We simply have the joy and the freebies that he's given us of eternal life and salvation. And those are the freebies that we want to share uh, with the people around us. Amen. Please rise. And we pray. A dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gospel you've given us in Christ and his saving work for us. Help us to speak your word to others that they too may hear, believe, and enjoy the same peace and comfort with you now and eternally. Amen.